0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Hollywood Sports Mom. And today we have a very special guest. His name is Lucky Basseri. Hi, Lucky. Hi. Thanks for joining. So Lucky, you're in Santa Monica, California right now, right? Yeah, I am. Okay, great. Lucky, for those who don't know, he's kind of a local celebrity, okay? So let's just call it what it is. Now, people out of Santa Monica might be like, well, I don't know Lucky, but we're going to let you know who Lucky is in a minute. But Lucky, you're 14 years old. You're about to start your freshman year. And I met your fabulous mom um, through a group, a big group of people who were, you know, kind of fighting together to try to save Los Angeles. And um, got to know all about you through your very uber cool mom. Um and I know, you know, your mom would fill me in on on you and how you're you're fourteen. I mean, when she started telling me about you, you were even younger. you were probably twelve. and or maybe even maybe even 10 or eleven. It was a couple of years ago. Um, and how passionate you were about your hometown of Santa Monica and what you've kind of seen happening and so forth. and And that's what I want to talk to you about today, um because I did an episode a couple of weeks ago on Los Angeles as a whole. Um, the episode was called LA is a dump. Um, it's actually my most viewed and watched, uh, podcast so far. And I feel like it's a subject I know very well, but I wanted to bring in someone like you who clearly is a whole different age than I am and would have an entirely different perspective. And I want to talk about all you're doing. So, um, tell me about life in Santa Monica.
1: All right. So you wake up, um, Every time you wake up, the first thing you hear in the morning, sirens. That's just, it's, it's, it's like, see, so you, you can just tune out the police sirens and the fire sirens now, because it's so common. It's every day, every second. It's constant. And so we, like, my mom and I refer to these sirens as just the nightly sounds of Santa Monica. And you see... That's how constant it is. And you know, what, what's so upsetting to me,
0: I wore my California shirt for you today, Lucky, Um, is that... You know, I lived in Santa Monica. I lived in Santa Monica from 2009. Uh, I don't know. I mean, till 2014. And then I would be there often, you know, going to my doctors, seeing friends and so forth. So I'm very, very familiar. It's like a second home to me. And to watch Santa Monica disintegrate from 2009 on was really, really um, hard for me. And it, if I think about it a lot, I, I almost cry. And I I truly believe, I mean, two two. Things I'm very passionate about are children and women and their safety. And I just believe the children of Santa Monica are are not they're not safe right now. And I, 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 don't, I want you to tell me what your observations are besides the constant sirens.
1: Right. Well, yeah. Um. It's it feels like everywhere I go, you have to you have to consistently be vigilant. You have to be looking every way, everywhere. There's never a time when I feel like I'm totally safe in Santa Monica, even when I'm home. I just feel like if I'm asleep and I'm going to wake up at 4 a.m. and one day there's going to be someone in my in my house, because that's I hear these break ins. I hear about these stories every day. It's like I'm always vigilant because, you know, I've had a lot of these personal experiences with these people. They are not they are not. Um, afraid to use violence to get their way some of them they're they're very high on drugs some of them are have met are mentally ill some of them in my opinion are just playing bad people um, yeah. they are coming after you with n- knives rusty nails shivs i mean i cannot count the amount of i i've heard of stories of murders and assaults and all of this it's it's so ridiculously common now it feels like this city is disintegrating into some sort of wild, wild west or third-rate, third-rate country right now. Like mm. I feel like I'm in a like some sort of slum or something. It's shocking. I there's these massive tent cities that you just can't go to. Some parts of town it's just so dangerous, and they are destroying the local community. They're like the community centers. They're destroying major businesses, um, com- community businesses, uh, <clears throat> such as uh, several. Stores have closed. Yeah. Restaurants. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I've watched my neighborhood. Every store closed down one by one by one. The promenade. I have not been to the prom. I only go to the promenade about once a year now. The last time I went, it was a remarkably clean day. I went. It was a clean day because the city cleaned it up for Christmas tree lighting. Yeah, we still counted twenty-three homeless people scattered all around. From just our car, we were parked right outside the promenade to the lighting. Mm-hmm. Twenty-three. And that was on a day where the city was cleaning it up, and they had a right. massive police presence there. So, it, the promenade is destroyed right now. I'm watching my local community and um, my local city. Just, it's the economy is tanking. People are losing their jobs. They're losing their livelihoods to these uh, to these homeless people who are caught wreaking havoc. And there's no 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 one stopping them. There's no yep. law and order.
0: And, and the word I like to use, which my good friend Larry O'Connor who's a radio host you know kind of drilled me on too is is you know there's there's a difference between homeless people and criminal vagrants and what you're referring to for the most part are criminal vagrants and to me that is what is all over Santa Monica that's not what ever used to be all over Santa Monica were there some homeless for sure there's homeless everywhere okay but Th- Such is life, sadly, and you never felt unsafe back when I lived there in two thousand nine, two thousand ten, and now, to your point, it's a whole different ball game. I mean, I I bring people through there, and and they can't believe what they see, and 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 one of the most disturbing things to me too. Um, and I kind of I kind of want to like go back on on my whole grandstand about and just just let the world know uh, I grew up knowing that a school zone was a school zone. Like, you didn't mess around in a school zone. If you got caught speeding through a school zone, the penalties were harsher. Just speeding in your car, bad enough. And I look at where you live now, Lucky, and the the schools, the elementary schools, are surrounded, some of them with tents. I see open drug dealing. I, I have photos of children playing at Westminster Elementary School In Dennis, on that playground with drugs being done, like in the forefront of the picture. So, school zones no longer exist in California. And I just, I do not understand how there's not a major uprising. And I know you're a part of being that. And that's why I wanted to have you on. So, tell me about what you're doing and what you're doing to fight.
1: You know, frankly, what you said, it's unfathomable how more people haven't realized what's going on in our everyday lives um, with these and just crazy this crazy stuff. It's like, I feel like I'm being in another dimension. Like these people just they don't bat in the eye when there's these people doing drugs, smoking meth right next to children. It's yes. really, it's horrifying. It's, it's depraved, it's yes. very depraved. Yeah. Um, and what I'm doing, what I, my goal is, I'm trying to get people elected to our city council, to our local government, to our county government, to our state government, who are going to help fight the problem. I you know I'm gonna, look, we need to research our candidates and we need to actively, powerfully, strongly support these candidates who actually want to make a difference. Everyday average people, you know, when you have a city councilman who's in there for 30 years and then you look around foot of lame, you see this person, he was a supervisor in 1995, councilman, mayor, attorney, and now he's running for this position? That's who you don't vote for. You see, the people who are in office right now, that's like a voter guide for who not to vote for because these people have been causing the problems. It's like if you look at these people's pages, like on like their experiences, these people play musical chairs with political positions, and they treat it like it's a game. They just sit there and they vote on nonsensical stuff, and they address random issues don't that don't help the average citizens. Of California, of l a, of Santa Monica, so what I'm doing is trying to get rid of those people. I'm trying to get rid of these career li- lifelong politicians who care nothing about their own pockets and care nothing about what the actual uh, common person wants. So I you know, I go to these events, I speak at events. Um, I encourage people to do their own research, generally. that's yeah, yeah, and you know I'm it's very rare. It really
0: is to find amazing kids who do amazing things and want to make a change in the world because, I I, listen, I wasn't that kid. I was I don't know what I was doing. I was caught up in boys and having crushes and doing (laughs) playing video games. I don't know. Um, But you have really um, become a force in the Santa Monica area and you're really getting a lot of attention. And I I applaud you for that because I, I am sick. And to your point, I mean, I go right by Santa Monica High School. I mean, it's down the block, but you know that. Intersection of Pico and Lincoln, which I mean, my husband and I call it Crack Corner. Um, we're like, here we go, we're going through Crack Corner, and there's that new Starbucks there. It's it's in the school zone. It's right, I mean, a block from Santa Monica High School parking lot, and there are people shooting up, leaning against that Starbucks wall. And I'm sitting there at the red light, going, How are their high school kids walking by this right now? Like, how did we get here? And to your point, I don't care what your party is. I mean, I consider myself kind of middle of the line, but I, it's not working. It's not working. It's beyond the yeah. working.
1: Uh, yeah. And yeah. Go ahead. I know exactly what we're talking about and let me just say, I can walk there every day if I wanted to. It's not that far from my house, but I refuse to because it's not even like it's not even just at Starbucks. It's the entire area. It's just they're infested. Like on the on the way, um, on the other side of the street that's adjacent to uh Santa Monica high school there's these bushes and fancy like really nice hotels yep I know them and these cr- crazy people they are just sitting in the bushes I we whenever I I pass by there uh sometimes I go walking with my sister or my friends or whatever people ask me for lighters <laughs> they're asking they're asking for money they're asking for lighters they're asking for yeah, this that, that's that,
0: terrible that. I don't mean to laugh. I'm laughing because it's ridiculous. I think you yeah. know that. But, you know, there's Lamborghinis and Cadillacs passing right by going to a hotel. It's sh- astonishing. Yeah, it's right. It's like two different worlds on top of each other. And none of it is safe. And um, I, 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 yeah, I mean, something that really kind of stirs me up, too. I know a lot of the schools that I have video footage of and pictures of that are absolutely surrounded by this lunacy. Um, in this disgusting behavior, uh, a lot of those schools are like 92 percent minority. And that makes me sick because I know the minority, I believe the the, you know, biggest minority in L.A. County are Hispanic. And I've talked to these moms. I've talked to mothers whose kids go to some of these elementary schools and they say, I wish I was back in Mexico. They actually say that. And there was one particular school. They came to me. They wanted to remain anonymous because they don't want to get in trouble and, you know, for their own personal reasons as being immigrants to this country. But they said that the the meth heads would break into the elementary school over the weekend and do meth on the desks of their children. Okay, none of this is reported. And that's the other thing about L.A. um, that really bugs me is that you don't hear about it, you know. There's so much crime now, and I know you know this, and I know your mom knows it. That there's just too much to even report about, and you know, it's it's um, it's things like Facebook, and it's things like even the Nextdoor app, although they've started censoring people, but you know, that kind of bring out the truths, and thank goodness for them, or else we wouldn't know exactly. I mean, besides visually, like they're like you're saying, the break-ins and so forth. I mean, the things I read about on the Citizen app and what are those other crime apps? boggle your mind. I mean, the guy who came home in Santa Monica like two years ago he was out Christmas shopping, he comes home. He walks in, and there's two criminal vagrants in his condo showering and cooking. And he walked in and was like, bop, 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 and played a cool and was like, "Oh, what's up, guys, you know, and walked out and ran and called the cops and it's it's like you just don't know what you're going to expect when you turn every single corner um in Santa Monica, even up by your golf course, which I know kind of goes into um. Uh, Brentwood a little bit, but you know, the the big golf course there. I mean, like to your point with the Lamborghinis, there's ten million dollar homes and there's people lying outside of them that we call dead or alive. It's like you don't know if they're dead or alive. They're so cracked out on drugs. You're like, and you don't do anything. There's so many of them, you can't. You just walk by. If you were gonna call 911, you'd be calling 911 all day in LA. Um, it's it's very sad. I mean, what is the um I mean, what is it like in school? Do people, when you're in your school, do people talk about this? Like, hey, be careful going outside
1: or, you know, anything? There's no mention of this. Like, these people are just a norm of life for these people. They don't, people aren't seeing this as an issue. They're just brushing it off now because they think it's normal. This generation has been raised to believe this is normal because that's all they've grown up with. That's what. That's the the last shreds of normalcy in California and Santa Monica have now changed from um, being a safe, thriving community to a decrepit, destroyed, unsafe, frankly, uh, war zone feeling almost. Oh yeah, you know, they're just sitting there burning trash cans and uh, doing whatever they want. It's this climate of lawlessness. It's this climate of it's this thought, this thought process of, oh, this is normal. These people are just Homeless. It's there, there's 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 nothing wrong with them. I mean, these people they are doing nothing with their lives, but they spend their time to harass and destroy other people's lives. For what you may ask, I don't know. I I know so many people who have been broken, who's had their houses broken into. And frankly, actually, not long ago, uh, my best friend he was in the process of moving out of his house and. His grandma comes home and this guy, he locked every door in the house and the, the grandma's confused. She takes out her key. She opens it and this guy is standing in a living room. He's looting everything. And then he starts chasing her and she runs out the door, goes to the neighbors, calls the cops. And he's already out Yeah, right now. Yeah. Oh, out, out of jail, you mean?
0: Out of jail. Yeah, of course. They don't, they don't hold anyone for anything anymore in, in California, which is also scary. Um, and yeah, I, I just, I, I want to ask you to, um, you know, what is uh, Santa Monica side? It could be Santa Monica. It could be anywhere in LA. What's the worst thing you've ever seen as a 14 year old? Like, what is the the thing where you say, you know, maybe it happened in another neighborhood, but it's in LA County. Like, well, this, this is, this is the, the lowest of lows. And then I'm going to tell you what mine was.
1: I'm gonna be honest. That list is, uh, I've seen so much. Mm. I've seen so much. Um, I've seen people get attacked. Uh, you know, I've seen people get attacked by people with machetes. I've seen people. Um, I heard of. Uh, I've seen people jump or jumped out up and down on cars uh, naked. I've. I feel like, uh, um, I, probably the worst for me. Would have to be um, this video of a man um, standing at a bus stop. It was I think it was a while back, and he was sitting there waiting for his bus or whatever. He was sitting on the corner, and this homeless guy comes up, pushes him, crushes his head with the truck. It's either that one or yeah. a few weeks ago, uh, a mom got run over by this um, maniac rammed right through uh, this uh, mom in her stroller. Yeah, which made national news. Yep. Yeah, and, it, that one was- and,
0: you know, thank goodness that, I mean, of course, tragic that it happened. And I'm glad she's OK and the baby seems OK. But, you know, that would made national news. And that went all over. Um, finally, someone paid attention to it. But we knew that story. I, I know I knew that story about a year ago, you know, as did many of you. But again, these stories aren't getting out of the horrors and the naked people. I always talk about the naked people. There's naked people all over. There shouldn't be naked people all over. Okay, On any third fairs anywhere in any other sane city, which are most of them in this country, you're arrested for stuff like that. You know, children shouldn't be seeing that.
1: Um, I feel like I'm in a nudist colony. <laughs> and you
0: shouldn't be. It's not a pretty nudist colony. No, no, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Lucky. Okay. Um, well, you know, I also wanted to just share with you the the most difficult and heart-wrenching thing I saw one time. I was driving back from Santa Monica, um, going back to Manhattan Beach, and I was, you know, the Lincoln Boulevard, it gets backed up, this traffic, you sit forever. So it was a rush hour. I'm sitting in traffic and I'm kind of crossing over from Santa Monica to Venice on Lincoln Boulevard. And there's all these tents with people living in them. And all of a sudden I see something weird. I see a cop car pull up, right? And I see another car pull up and two cops get out. They're not really going up to the tents. They're kind of just surveying the scene. And two women get out of the other car and they're dressed in like business suits. And I'm sitting there in traffic just randomly. I'm like, what the heck's going on here? And the two women in business suits walked up To one of the tents, reached in, and pulled out a beautiful toddler little boy. And then it hit me that this is Child Protective Services. And they picked up this toddler boy who was hysterically crying. And then the mother came out, cracked out of her head with another woman. They were clearly doing drugs in the tent, screaming because her baby was being taken away from her. And I am just a normal commuter And I'm like, never in my life did I think I would witness while sitting in traffic a woman okay, getting a baby, her baby son taken away from her. And the one woman took the toddler and walked down the block. And there was another cop car that I hadn't seen waiting. So they took that baby away. And the other businesswoman talked to the mother, gave her a business card, obviously was saying, you know, if you get your act together, here's who you call and everything. But Lucky, I can't tell you what it was like. And at the time, you know, I was having a hard time having a having a baby and getting pregnant. And I'm sitting there watching this all go down. It messed up my head, you know. And there was a part of me that felt bad for the woman. Like, I mean, I, I know she's choosing a life of drugs in a sense. But at the same time, when you see a baby get torn away from a mother and the mother falling to the ground crying, I... It, it was a low. In fact, I was so mentally and like emotionally disturbed. I had to call my sister and cry. And like, it stayed with me for days. It, it was like you're saying about the baby stroller being hit. Um, it was probably the toughest thing that just feet from my car I watched happen and, and, and will not happen anywhere. Most other cities in this country. And, and I know the other video you're talking about from a couple of years ago. Yep. Guy downtown just going about his business, working hard and some crazy person comes and just pushes him in front of a moving truck and you see this man get run over by the truck um this is life in LA and it's um it's a really really scary place and i i know you spend a lot of time fighting for your hometown and you know there there is a part of me and i talked to your mom about this i'm like you know would you would you leave like is it time to leave and and then You know, like there's a part of me, Lucky, that looks at you like you're 14. I want to take you, (laughs) get you out of there. I want to bring you to where I am. You're not going to see any of this. But then there's another part of me. And I think this is to your mom's point where I've watched your work. I've watched some of your speeches. I know how influential you are. And while I wish you could see other things as a 14-year-old or a 10-year-old, You're going to make a difference and um, you are going to be a game changer. And I know you have plans for that, you know, when you're a certain age and and, you know, we were just talking before we got on uh, Drago, my producer and I were talking about people in life who who saw things in their childhood or experienced things that they, you know, weren't the norm. And then went on to change the world. And two of them we talked about were Oprah and and Benjamin Franklin. Two people who you know what I mean went through a childhood of oh my gosh this is, this is kind of rough and this is different than the norm. And then they became Oprah. And then they became Benjamin Franklin. And I really think, I, I applaud you. I know it's not easy. Um, but I know almost in my heart you wouldn't want to leave. I think you are so passionate, like. Like I was for a while about watching one of our best cities just go down the tubes. That you're like, I'm standing my ground. It's my hometown. I'm gonna fight for it.
1: Yeah, I, I can't leave. My, I, I, I just, I can't, I can't bring myself to leave because it's my home. I, I grew up here. I had a normal childhood for a few years. I loved it here before. And when I see people they leave, I for better, for better places, better opportunities. But let me tell you when when california is gone if people keep leaving and people aren't there to fight when it's gone they're going to go to the next state over and they're go to the next state over and next thing you know the entire united states will be trashed
0: yeah
1: you're right you, know, we, you have to find your back somewhere you have to find your spine somewhere you have to stand up and keep pushing you know there's no time to give up hope there's no time to run away that is not how it works they they're going to keep coming and coming and coming it's we're going to have to fight them back. We're going to have to push them yeah. back. It's not the other way around. You know, we can't stand our ground and expect them to not flood into other states. Mm-hmm. There, um, this it's, it's inevitable, you know, um, other states are already starting to be destroyed. Like um, Austin, Texas yeah. and Miami, Florida, mm-hmm. places that were generally. Yeah. Hanging better. in, hanging in. Yep. You know, Phoenix, Arizona, um, they're being uh overtaken yeah overtaken overrun by um people who have allowed this uh insanity to continue on Mm -hmm. you know these people are they're running away even though they they voted for the problem they voted for the people who are causing the problems yeah you know i mean a lot of these problems can be easily solved like that mother you mentioned earlier i think in that case what she would realize i think she had she had an epiphany right there These drugs are controlling her life. These drugs are controlling so many people's lives. A lot of these people aren't that bad when they're not on drugs. Obviously, there's some who are just a few exceptions here and there. But a lot of these people are just being, their livelihoods are being controlled by drugs. They just, it's a craving. It's a forced to. It's like having a sweet tooth, but you have a a drug tooth. Yeah. You just...
0: You can't control yourself. Well, and of course, your biggest problem, and we don't need to lean into it too hard politically, but is that you have a governor who who is inviting these folks. And I've heard him. I I remember being out there a couple of years ago when I still live there. I almost drove off the road when I listened to a press conference where he said, oh, if you're homeless and you're on drugs, California welcomes everyone. I I literally almost took the car and drove off the road because I said, who Says that because by the way, it's not that we're cold hearted and anything else. It's that the California taxpayers are then taking on all of Ohio's drug addicts and Kansas' drug addicts and everyone else. Like, who would not protect their own citizens and say, you know, we got to find a stop here at some point. We got to find better solutions. And everything you said earlier, Lucky, about someone's got to have a spine, someone's got to stand up. That passage you said was so eloquent. It was beautiful. And and that is the definition of leadership and you cannot teach that people are either born leaders or they're not and you have a really special quality and i i really i i can't wait to see where you go
1: yeah um i think i what I'm doing is out of necessity. It's it's out of preservation for this country. It's out of preservation for the for my state, for my city. It's not that I think I have a choice here. I have to do this. I have to. There's not going to be someone else to stand up. If I don't stand up, who will? You know, there's not unlimited people out there who are willing to fight. You know, those who are going to start this. We need to have a, a loud voice, a booming voices to broadcast it to the masses. We need to get them on our side. We can't just give up. We can't just wait around for someone else to do it because by then it's going to be too late. We can't have a safe t- tomorrow without a safe today. You know, tomorrow it's going to be it's going to be too far gone. There's not a better time to start than now. You know, we can't just keep brushing it off because there is no one else. Well, and it, yep. that has been represented time and time again.
0: Well, and I think what you're, everything you're saying is you have a calling, you know, and again, not a lot of people, people go through life just worried about their own stuff. They stay in their lane. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's similar to, you know, there was a bus stop on the border of Venice and uh, Santa Monica and it was just filled with crackheads. I mean, their needles were out. The whole bus stop was just garbage and these three crackheads. And I would drive down the Lincoln corridor and I, I'd see it. And then I'd see them there again the next month. They literally made it their home. And I'm thinking kids are taking the bus to school because Mayor Garcetti gives them free bus passes. So that's where these children are waiting is next to these needles and so forth. But what boggled my mind, Lucky, to your point, is that there's at least 20,000 cars a day that go down that Lincoln Corridor. Nobody's saying anything but me. Like, I'm the only one fighting. I'm the only one going online. I publicly humiliated the Department of Transportation. That's how I got them to pay attention. They didn't care about my personal emails, my notes, my calls. But when I did it on Twitter, all of a sudden they woke up and said, hey, what's going on? Where is this bus stop? No bus driver said we got a problem on, you know, the corner of whatever and whatever by Santa Monica. It's, it's like everyone lives in their own lane and you have a calling. And I just appreciate everything you're doing. And I want um, you to quickly tell us your socials because I know. You know, you do a lot of public speaking and I've uh, been recognized from by a lot of big name people. So I, I think people would love to hear some of your speeches. So tell me what you're on and where people can find yeah. you.
1: Well, you can find me. I'm political lucky on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Um, I'm on. Let's see. Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. I have TikTok. I don't really use it. Um, too much censorship there. The pretty place. I don't recommend going there. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, Mainly Instagram, Twitter. Um in Facebook, okay, can Um, but yeah, can I get back to your other point? You know, mm-hmm. we have to about people staying in their lanes. And you have a news match that Let me tell you about um what people these people are in their own lanes. They don't care. We have to make them care. We have to make them wake up. There's, we they don't care enough alone. We need to make them care. We need to yeah. shout it from the rooftops. We need to make it an annoyance in their life. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Need to. We need to blast it into their ears. We need to drill it. Repeat, 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 repeat. That this is an issue. This is an issue. We need to change it right now because there is no safe places where we can just be, um, we can be like the rest of America. You know, California once led America in terms of its safety and prosperity. It was an amazing state. That's why it's the most populous state because there's so many opportunities. There's an embalming tourist sector. There's farming in right. the Central Valley. We have everything. This is a, a perfect place. It's a melting pot for all types of people, for all cultures, all ethnicities, all ethnicities, all religions, all professions. But our leadership chooses to look past all that and they choose to just see this as nothing more than a, a way for them to make money, essentially. But yeah. their Silicon Valley investors and the donors, they just don't they just don't care about anything but their own pocketbooks and power. Yeah. And Gavin Newsom, he's a prime example of this. He he has been entrenched in politics. He was he rose up the ranks systematic he climbed the system. He was in San Francisco he started he started as like a mayor in San Francisco. Then he went to the state level and slowly he just rose to the ranks like all these people do. They just all re- right. fight in the establishment rising up through the ranks yeah gavin newsom is i've never met someone who is just so blatantly like his policies are just so out of whack it's just insane like the state assembly state senate and gavin newsom i just don't know what's going on through their heads i just i don't i can't fathom what they what they're saying anymore mm-hmm. it's so extreme it's so random it's so useless they're they're just passing these random stuff it's like you're not hearing us. It. like they have uh, they have um, uh, headphones on and they're just turning them up, turning them up to full blast. Yep. It's like they're in La La Land. Yeah. They have tunnel vision. They just don't see the whole list. They just don't see anything except for what they want to see. Right. And
0: I, I, I know. I'm not a fan of Gavin Newsom. And, I, and I, I see recently his big thing is to try to take on Ron DeSantis in Florida, and I'm like, dude, you got enough problems going on in your own area. And by the way, I've been to Florida a lot of times. And you're right. There's some pockets where they're having issues. But I went to Tampa and Tampa's sparkling beautiful and a whole lot of other places are. So Florida is kind of doing hanging in okay. So Gavin Newsom should probably just worry about everything we just talked about for the first 30 minutes of this show, which is, you know, horrible drug and who knows what else activity going on within his school zones all over the state. Um, and yeah, and I I just um, I know, you know, listen, you have a you have a name meant for greatness. Lucky Beceria. I mean, that is such a cool name. And I know your mom partially named you that uh, because you were born on St. Patrick's Day, which is so cool, too. Um, but yeah, I, I just want to tell you, I mean, don't be fooled as you go on. I mean, I know you're 14 and I used to care so much about where I went to school compared to other people and, and so forth. You know, intelligence is not having a Ph.D. Intelligence, you know, get your college degree. Nobody really gives a crap where it's from. OK, just get it. Um, you know, intelligence is going through life experiences and what you do with it. And, um, I just think, you know, that that's the difference, but you can be a comp- person who never went to any school, but have a huge amount of intelligence because of what you live through in your life. And I think you're in that unique, very unique scenario. Um, and yeah, I, I look forward to continuing to watch you and, uh, I'm cheering you on. So thank you for all you do. I love Santa Monica. Um, I miss it and I miss the old Santa Monica. I don't, no offense, but, you know, I go back to my St. Monica's Catholic Church and which has a school attached to it. And there are just about 50 people shooting up in the park right outside the church in the school. And then I see parents holding children's parties, which I have photos of right next to all these people shooting up. So you're right. We need to get through to people. I don't know what kind of bubble they're living in, but that's a pretty twisted bubble to me. So um here to cheer you on and uh thank you and you know someday when you're governor baseri don't forget about the little people like me uh (laughs) because you're going places and i look forward to where you go lucky yeah
1: Uh, well thank you um i want to get back to that point about the cinnamon catholic church reed park yeah that place is like it's like the portal to hell is there it's just it's terrifying it's miserable they they put up fences, they put up gigantic barbed wire fences in the middle of the park to divide where all the uh, vagrants are to where the kids are. And they have massive floodlights. I feel like I look in there and it's like a prison. It's like a prison complex.
0: So in other words, they're, they're allowing it. See, when I left, it was just all yeah. open. So now you're saying they've basically said to the criminal vagrants, hey, hang out in our park, our beautiful park, right by the school, by the way. Yeah. Um, hang out, hang nice. out, but just stay in this fenced <laughs> area. That is their solution. If that isn't a sickening analogy, I don't know what it's. It's terrible. It's terrible. Well, I wish you the best, lucky. Thank you for joining us today. We'll stay in touch. Keep doing yeah. your thing, okay? And you will make yeah. a difference because it's people like you who will save Santa Monica
1: and will save California. Thank you. Yeah, it's my pleasure. You know, we have to do it. Someone has to do it. This is this is our reality. I have watched my like. I, I used to uh, go. You know, I used to I used to walk. Um, I used to take walks during summer down um by smc we had we went to the local businesses we went to an ice cream shop and it's all shut down all of it yeah everything and it's just all been replaced by decrepit buildings with people shooting up outside of it while the city leaders failed to address any of it um it's it's stunning it's dumb i'm like dumbfounded when i see it and also you know the reed park thing they're not fencing. They're not fencing off the homeless. They're fencing off the kids. They're putting yeah. the kids in jail. The, the, the <laughs> homeless still can go wherever they want. Oh, they're, even better. Great. Yeah, they've ceded like 60 percent of the park to these people. It's just the playground that has a gigantic fence around it. What and a it, way to grow up. What a way to grow up. Well, you want yeah. know what
0: I'm going to do, Lucky? I want you to tell me and you can tell me offline. You can shoot me an email or something. I, I want to invite somebody who's in your city leadership to come on. And I want I want to just give them a shot and I'm going to send them our show and I'm going to send them my experiences and yours and I'm going to see if they'll come on because I'd love to hear their side.
1: Um, I'll tell you, I can only, I could probably name the city leaders who would even, could even read that request Um, on one with a, with a few fingers, you know? Yeah. I know. Um, it's, I mean, I know have a few councilmen who might be willing to, but like, it's the majority, the vast majority of the city leadership, the county leadership, the state leadership, they refuse to talk the average citizen. Mm-hmm. They refuse to listen to us, what we actually mean. Um, I think that what Cal- California, this rabbit hole we're going down, it's horrifying and it's stemming from um, voter incompetent or voter um, unawareness. I would right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, what, what would the word be? Uh they're not edu- uneducated, yeah, uneducated, yeah, you know, uneducated voters. I, I agree. They you know, you know what they're doing. They just that's if you they just vote for whoever
0: has they vote their they vote next to their name. Well, they vote for who. Miley Cyrus says to vote for. Okay, Okay. that's my big thing, too. I mean, it's ah, listen, I might be a dork, but I would get that voter's guide and I'd read the whole thing and I'd be educated on both parties and all these candidates. And I knew right away. But I I don't think anyone anyone reads it. You
1: know, it's a a sad world. You know, Miley Cyrus, the great esteemed political philosopher who knows all so much about the average people's problems while sitting in her uh, just compound companies. Yeah, her compound guarded by armed security. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's California. Well. It, yeah, I mean, I just don't know what to say. I mean, the top two candidates in my um, supervisor district were was the Senate pres was a state Senate president, I believe, No Bail Bob, what we call him, and <laughs> No Bail Bob. Okay. Some, someone named Lindsey Horvath. Both neither of them are great. I think one's endorsed by Bond and the other's endorsed by Bernie. So it's not. Yeah. Tough choice of who like death by a thousand paper cuts. Or, you know, <laughs> and he's referring to Mike
0: Bonin, who destroyed Venice and Mar Vista um, and a couple other beautiful areas. Venice is just you can't even drive through Venice anymore. And I'll tell you that when I left three years ago, I would drive through and I would see certain things. And then I came back a year and two months ago and I drove through Venice. And let me tell you, it it turned even much darker i didn't think it was possible but i could not hightail it and hit my gas pedal harder than i did a year yeah. ago you so know, i yeah. have
1: i have personal experiences let me tell you about what happened it was around maybe a month ago se perhaps mm-hmm. um i my mom and i were coming home after my boy scout meeting it's a regular routine we go shopping right after then we come home mm-hmm we were, it was street streaming, so we were—we are were on the other side in, uh, of the street, and we live right next to a park. So this guy is sitting there; he's in the park, and he's standing on the edge, and he's like, all like this, and he's like all dazed out of his mind, and he starts cackling like wildly, mm-hmm. and then he starts running. He runs in front of our car, and he starts dancing in the middle of the street, just like just just, just like he's having a great party, yeah. like, listening. And to this is at night. Yeah, and, and then he's just running up and down the street dancing in front of cars, being all crazy. So we call my sister, and we call her down to help. And we think he's gone by this point or some because he's like off. he's hiding behind the trees now. Oh, and good so God. my sister comes down and she she comes down to help, and she's opening our trunk. I turn around and in my in the um back, uh, what would you call it? like the trunk, I, I mm-hmm. let the, the trunk. I look my, I look behind me and this guy running like so fast it's insane he just like charged my sister i screamed i screamed get in the car get in the car now and she ran in as fast as she could and this guy pressed his face up on the door and he was like pounding and he was going like yeah like he was like completely was out of it us. and then he yeah he was totally out of it then he goes up and sits on um our steps to to our house Then he comes back. Why? pulls out his phone. I don't know. It was solely erratic and insane. He pulls out his phone and starts recording us. And he runs up to my mom and he's like waving at her and trying to signal her or something. And so we start driving away and he's chasing us and he's waving his hands and flailing his hands. And we're going down. We're speeding down this hill. And he's following us. He's gaining ground on us. We're going like at least like probably 30 miles an hour. And he's gaining ground. It was terrifying. I'm like, wait how is this guy gaining, gaining ground on us? This guy is a person we're in a car. I mean, yeah. We turn a corner to start driving and trying to circle the block. And there's people, there's people getting on bikes, there's people getting in Ubers, there's people getting in lifts. there's people, like, there was at least 10 people on the other street. And none of them noticed the guy chasing us. It was shocking. I was confused. I, I was like, Wait, I to know Someone help more. me. Yeah, no. Yeah. And yeah. we keep circling the block and we keep circling the block and he's still chasing us. He chased us all the way around the block. And we eventually got fed up with it and called the cops and they didn't take a report. They said it wasn't a crime. Yeah. They called it an advisory, which is another word for do what you want as long as our crime statistics look better.
0: Yes. Well, and that's exactly how I want to end. Lucky, I mean, I sometimes still see Santa Monica on the list of great tourist places to come visit. And it blows my mind. So someone's paying off someone. To try to tell these tourists who, you know, don't know any better are from another country or are from somewhere on the East Coast or Midwest. And they show up in Santa Monica and it's not the Santa Monica that you uh, 40 and 50 year olds saw in Three's Company, the show. It's not the Santa Monica we knew in the early 2000s. Um, it's hell on earth. So to Lucky's point, don't go. Don't go until he fixes fixes it up. So, um, well, Lucky, thank you for your stories. And um, we're so happy you could join us today. And I know you just got out of school and I appreciate you getting right on. So keep doing what you're doing. You're gonna make a difference
1: and we'll be here watching and supporting you. Thank you so much. Thank you. The difference you guys are making here, it's great. You know, we have not many people who really are trying to set up shows and they're, they're getting the message out there. But the people who do do that, they're so courageous, such as yourself. It's really, it's great, you know, um, in the face of horribleness and evil, pure evil with people like Gascon and people like Garcetti and Karen Bass, and Newsome, it's, it's scary, really. These people, they're powerful, they have immense wealth behind them, but the tide is turning and it's turning because of people like, such as yourself and people who are really getting the message out there. Thank you. And I think that's key. And I think it's key to
0: get the message and the word out to people in other states, which is what my goal is right now. Um, you know, I came back to be with family in the Southeast and I tell people here stories of L.A. and they they don't believe me. And um, so that's why it's important that I do episodes like this with you. And I, I did the other episode, which, like I said, was my most listened to and watched one because people across the country we got to get them to open their eyes. Um, we don't want it to happen to other great American cities. And, you know, there's power in numbers. So the more people that are willing to fight alongside you, have a lot of family left back in uh, the L.A. area and in San Diego and San Francisco. And, um, yeah, we, we need to fight. So thank you so much, Lucky. And will you come on again soon?
1: Definitely. You know, we can talk more because there's a lot. I feel like there's about to be a big showdown because just now, they announced a uh, 35th city has announced a vote of no confidence in, in uh, Gaston. Uh, so oh. yeah, you know. could. So I want to talk about pretty. Yeah.
0: Soon. Yeah. So what you're referring to is how the San Francisco DA was uh, oh, yeah. recalled. And yeah. that is yeah. a big victory. Um, and we'll it's see, if, we'll see if that happens in LA because it, Kind of needs to or else or else we're going to have big problems. So thank you so much, Lucky. We'll have you on again. And maybe when we see what happens with Gascon, uh, that might be a good time to talk to you again. Yeah. OK, give give your give your mom my best and uh, keep doing what you're doing. You're a special guy. We'll talk soon. OK, thanks. Thank yeah, you. Definitely. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time on Hollywood Sports Mom. Don't forget to subscribe, like because Lucky's the best. <laughs> Go check out Lucky Socials. We'll post them too. And uh, we'll be back soon with our next show. Thanks so much. Have a good night.